Welcome to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. I'm a conventionally trained physician sharing how the body heals and how you can access this state of healing effortlessly. Here we are live with Mind Body TV. Welcome. I'm Dr. Kim Duramo. I have Jessica Sullivan here with me this week because this is the, the completion of our Mind Body Miracles series. Um, Jessica shared, it was a few months back, uh, her really powerful story of healing from Lyme disease, severe chronic fatigue syndrome. She was in the bed, you know, bed bound for three years. Um, pretty extraordinary story with her journey through this work, finding herself at bottom after trying everything and then opening to um, a surrender, a higher possibility she didn't understand and letting in strength and letting in insight and letting in solutions that didn't exist before. Um, it's We'll tag that here so you can view that video. But today we're going to be answering questions um, about this work and questions about this journey, how to actually make this journey into a more whole and complete being, not living from fear, but living from truth, living from wisdom, choosing from truth, connecting with the guidance in me instead of living in separation from it where I'm just working hard floundering around and for so many people living in lack or, or illness or depression, anxiety. Um, so we're going to be sharing that today. So welcome here, Jess, and Thank I'm you. really excited to have you. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> so we'd love to hear where you're tuning in from. We have Metz Louise from Denmark. Um, I know we have lots of people on YouTube and in the mind body community and Facebook. Uh, if you're here live or listening to the recording later or the podcast, we love hearing from you. We'd love to hear where you're tuning in from in the world. Um, one of the things happening this week, we have the embracing health program starting, which is where I'm working with individuals um, in this incredible, incredible group to integrate this work um, in, a, in a much higher degree. A lot of people are ready for this. You're feeling the fallout of old structures where looking outside myself for outer authority or outer guidance is really falling short. Like that's not living in wholeness. That's not living in abundance. But how do I move into this space of self-authority, sovereignty, connecting with myself for guidance so my life can flourish the way it's really meant to? So that's what we'll be looking at today. So hello, Kathy from Ireland, Jody from Canada. Someone else from Canada, Joe from UK, someone in Facebook from Toronto, Canada. <laughs> we have Shakira, Boulder, Colorado. Woohoo! Rita from British Columbia. Hi, everyone. I love being here with you. Rebecca from the Netherlands. Allison from Alaska. Hello, my name is Allison. I come from Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen from Toronto, you're so beautiful. Great to see everyone here. Wendy from Ohio. All right, we'll let everyone come in as you come and we will get started. One of the things um, we've just checked in on is uh, individuals in the Embracing Health group are entering the Facebook group. We're starting uh, tomorrow and sharing, like, why am I here? What am I here to receive? What's my journey been like? Um, what am I ready to surrender and leave behind? What am I ready to receive? And there have been themes. We just had a team meeting on this with kind of like what is coming up as you step into this. Um, I just had an amazing client uh, share this really profound video with me, something that's opened up in her life. It moved me so deeply that I shared it on my Instagram and I shared it on Facebook. And this is like what happens when we release fear and we live in our knowing not only is our immune system and health strengthened but we have uh we're moving forward in life we're living with the robust vitality and and guidance and uh it really creates profound things so that's a great example if you want to see that video of like what happens when we surrender the pain we surrender the fear we surrender what we've held together and you can hear it with the woman crying these profound tears of joy all the pain that actually comes out of her body that she had been holding, that uh, the love that comes in just lets a release happen. So as that release happens, it's like I call it the bats flying out of hell. Your pain is going to come out of the body. 
fears are going to come out of the body and you actually might feel things more intensely as you choose freedom as you choose love as you choose to honor yourself fully and this is certainly one of the things that's come up for individuals and jess i want you to speak to this um, as they join the embracing health program they're like i'm going to follow my yes i don't even know if this makes sense but i know it's resonating for me you know maybe i've spent thousands and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to try to get better. Um, and it hasn't created anything. How is this going to be different? So doubt comes up, fear comes up. And then it feels like, oh my God, there's so much coming up. I feel like I'm getting worse, but it's actually the unwinding of all that energy. And like I said, you can hear it in that woman's tears when she's crying, these profound tears of joy, you can feel the pain releasing. So um, Jess, why don't you share like, how that came up for you, not only with when you embarked on this journey with this work or joined the Embracing Health program to work with me, um, but just any expansion in your life where that's been present. Yeah, so like so many that are coming here and coming into Embracing Health um, or even on this broadcast, I came to you, I went through a very hard period where I was bedridden for three years after being maybe misdiagnosed, undiagnosed for about five years with Lyme disease. Um, so I spent three years going to doctor, doctor, doctor. Every week I was in the emergency room with symptoms I didn't understand and they couldn't piece together. Um, so by the time I finally got my diagnosis, I was pretty far gone into Lyme disease to the point where I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't brush my own teeth. I couldn't eat. Um, I was really, I was really in it. And that lasted for about 26 months before I was able to get out of bed, start walking to the bathroom, which was a huge accomplishment for me at the time. Um, the first time I walked down a flight of stairs, my family cheered for me three years later because I hadn't left my upstairs. Yeah, it was, that was a pretty memorable moment where they were just waiting downstairs and I, I walked downstairs on my own after three years of not leaving my bedroom. Um, and so wow. I am, yeah. <laughs> and now I, I do three miles every morning. I work out, I'm back to being physically active because I was very physically active my entire life up until this point. Um, and, so I went from being a highly active person to being bedridden and I just wanted to get back. And this was with, with Lyme disease, chronic fatigue, like there was specific things they diagnosed you with. Um, I had been misdiagnosed with fibromyalgia. I had severe, severe anxiety, agoraphobia, Lyme disease, brain fog, depersonalization. I didn't even know my name at one point because I, I was no longer myself, if that may make sense to some listening, but I was no longer me who I knew the me before I got sick. I was a shell of a person and people would say my name and I didn't recognize my own name, wow. but I had such severe, my nervous system was shot to hell. It was gone. So a dog barking would send me into a full-blown panic attack a doorbell ringing, any sound. I remember going to see my Lyme specialist in Boston and I had to get in an elevator and go to the fourth floor. It was like pure torture and the elevator made a ding and I leaped, leapt out of the elevator and refused to go just because of that noise just sent me into full blown, like a nervous breakdown almost. Um, but that's how far gone my nervous system was in my brain and I was unable to add two plus two. I was unable to read. Um, I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't look at a magazine. So when I say I was bedridden, I laid in bed. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even watch TV to get through the day or read a magazine. Well, and then there's all the density that goes along with how that would be perceived from like a conventional medical doctor to say, you know, it's hopeless. There's yeah. nothing we can do. And, and I know that's what kind of happened in your journey was like people trying, trying, and then it's like, we have nothing else 
we can, Yolanda says, I can relate for 11 years. Yeah. I, I would imagine there's a lot of people maybe residing in that hopelessness of this really is my life. This really is true that I have this unending disease. Yeah. Um, what, I mean, what was that like? Because to come out of that, you had to have a lot of courage to not buy into that truth. It was incredibly painful, but it was incredibly depressing. I sunk into a deep, deep depression. I was suicidal, but I was mm -hmm. had so much anxiety and fear that I was too afraid to do anything. <laughs> so I, I'd lay and look at my options while well, I could take pills, but now I have such a fear of medicine because I'm taking antibiotics every day that are causing Herc's reactions that are poisoning my body. So now I'm even sicker. So that wasn't an option. And so I, I had played out the options, but none of them were a fit for me. And it's not the path I wanted to go down, but I wanted to end my suffering. So I did get to a point where that that's all I, what were my other options? But instead I chose just, I would look at the clock and go, just get through the next hour, watch the clock. And I'd watch the clock count, you know, go from three o'clock to four o'clock. And I'd say, you, you made it, you made it one more hour. Wow. Or 10 minutes, some days it was seconds. Oh, if you could just get through the next 10 seconds because it was so heavy and such a dark place. And I didn't think there was a way out. And my doctor had said, you know, you're one of the worst cases I have ever seen. I maybe can get you to 75% better. And even that felt like, I don't, I don't want 70, I want 100% better. I'm a type A perfectionist. 75% was not good enough for me. So even in hearing the top doctor in all of Boston tell me, so for me, it was like, well, what else can I do? He is like the top of the top. If he can't get me fully better, then then this is what it's going to be for the rest of my life. And that went on when I started, it was, you're going to take antibiotics for three months. So I thought in three months, whew, I'm going to be great. I'm going to go back to my job. I had just graduated college. I had a new car. I was like, going to go live my life. And three months later, I was worse than I was. So he said, well, we're going to do another three months. And this went on for three years. <laughs> and three wow. months, to six months, nine and months. And like hanging the carrot again yeah. and again and again. So I thought at six months, okay, well, six months on antibiotics. I had only taken them for two weeks here and there for, I had strep throat for about a year. So I was on and off antibiotics for that, for about a year prior to my diagnosis. So I was used to taking them for two weeks and then having a break or two weeks and having a break. But three months at the time even felt like an eternity. Who takes medication for that long? That was foreign to me. <laughs> and three years in, I'm going, oh my God, I'm still taking, I'm still taking them. But I, but I got better. So for me, I, they worked. I got better. The doctor said, if you make it three years without symptoms, you're cured. Well, hell, I made it to three years. And right at the three-year mark, I relapsed and I relapsed fast and hard. And within two months, I was moved back home with my mother. I stopped driving. I was not bedridden, but I was housebound because all my anxiety came back. The agoraphobia came back. And now I, I can move around my home, but I can't leave my home. And that sort of started my second part of my journey where I didn't know what to do. I reached out to my doctor. Okay. Back on antibiotics. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm back here. I worked so hard and I got better and I, I did it. I did it. I fought. I white knuckled it. Yeah. And I got well, and I'm going through this again. It's that's where you finally start to feel the hopelessness of the equation you're in. Yeah. You're like, even if I win, I lose that I'm yeah. going to constantly be on a rat uh, a rat race a hamster wheel wait a minute but i'm still on a hamster wheel so this yeah. isn't actually freedom either it wasn't freedom it was i was right back in it as if i had done nothing i immediately everything just came back and i went on antibiotics for about uh maybe six months and they weren't working 
I was not feeling better. My symptoms were not going away. I was still getting worse. And I said, okay, this isn't working for me. I'm going off them. I don't know what else is out there, but I know this is no longer the solution for me. And I got a lot of pushback from the doctor, from family, who was like, you have to be on antibiotics because there's no other way. You, you just have to be. And I was like, no, they're not working for me. And if anything, they're probably causing more symptoms than what I'm already dealing with. So I sat with that for a while and that's sort of started my journey of, okay, well, what else is out there? And I did an online class called ACT was emotion coding, where you listen on the phone to somebody reading off numbers that was supposed to recode your body. And I did that for a year and a half and it did nothing. So a year and a half later, okay, well, that's not working. And then I ended up pregnant with my first daughter. <laughs> so here I am pregnant. I can't leave my house. I don't know how I'm going to go to doctors. My first doctor appointment, I went in a wheelchair because I was, I couldn't walk. Wow. So thin. I had, was losing weight. I just, I was a mess. <laughs> um, but in a weird way, my symptoms subsided during that time. I had other health symptoms. I had severe morning sickness and pick lines and other things going on from the pregnancy. So it's like the attention goes in a different direction of a different yeah. monster to manage. And I was still in the victim of like, oh my God, I can't even like be pregnant and feel good. And, you know, people say, oh, you glow and you, no, I hated every second of it. It was, I was ill. <laughs> I was sick, sick, sick in and out of the hospital. So I was still reliving the same pattern just now with, with pregnancy. Wow. So I had my daughter and two months later, all my symptoms came flooding back immediately. So now I have this new baby. Now I'm sick. I can't really do anything. And I remember sitting in the car at some of her doctor's appointments because I my anxiety was so severe that I couldn't go in. So I'd wait outside in the parking lot or I wouldn't go. I wouldn't be able to go. Oh. Yeah. So having a small child and think thinking, well, I should be well. I should be enjoying this. I should, should, yeah. should. Yeah. All the should. So I felt. Well, and all the layers too of how that gets diagnosed as you have said anxiety disorder. This is the patterning in your nervous system. And that's, that's, that it's like a solid static thing. Yes. We've got to treat and we've got to fix. And, you know, we obviously know the brain is neuroplastic and can change to a whole new pattern, which, which is what has happened in your system. Um, but, you know, even like Mansuraman is asking, what made you not give up or go and try an alternative way? Where did the motivation come from? And, I know this is where you're going as well, but um, it's kind of a miracle that you were able to see beyond the conventional mind that says, this is how you are. We're going to have to medicate this. There's, this is just all there, there is to it. Yeah, You're just going to manage this for the rest of your life. And I told myself that. I said, you will always have Lyme disease. So it's something that you will just manage. You're always going to have flare-ups. You're always going to have migraines. You're always going to have anxiety. It's just who you are now. So the sooner you can accept who you are now, the better never, off you are. Yeah, the better off I am. I will never be that person I was before, traveling Europe, carefree, living my life. Well, you're never going to be that person. So accept who you are. Accept that you're not going to be able to, whatever, go on a vacation. Maybe you won't go to your kid's doctor's appointments. Whatever it was, I I started to accept that that's just what it was going to be. Which which is kind of like resignation, because yes. we'll talk a lot about acceptance and yes. non-attachment, but sometimes it gets confused with resignation, which is heavy. Acceptance yeah. is always going to feel like, like it's okay however it looks. This yeah. is something higher. It doesn't have to be the way I think it is. What else is possible? But resignation is going to feel heavy, like you have this death sentence, you're just going to have to live with this. And I think yeah. that's where a lot of people go in the in the conventional system. Um, and, and for those of you who are new to what we're talking about, it's a whole new, this is a new medical system. It's a new approach to a letting your body be healthy that, you know, sometimes things can intensify as they're healing and clearing. But as soon as you begin to choose yourself, 
well, talk about what happened and, and how, how this transpired, because for some, so many people, it, yeah. it seems like suppressing it is the way. Yeah. And then as you move into wholeness, oh my God, you must be getting worse. You must be getting worse because everything's resolving. It yeah. doesn't look the way we think it's supposed to look. So, yeah. So I continued on the journey of just trying alternative <laughs> um, treatments. I seek a doctor or an alternative practitioner. Maybe I'd see them one time and they'd want me to take supplements that always felt heavy to me. So it's just not something I chose at that time. And then um, my mother reached out and said, well, there's my friends working with a naturopath in Wakefield. You should go see him. And I'm at the point, well, what, do, what do I have to lose now? I'm still dealing with symptoms all the time, you know, 28 out of 30 days a month, I'm having symptoms and I have a child I need to take care of. Okay, I'll, I'll go meet with him. But I set it up where he came to my house because I couldn't go to the office. That, wow. Too much fear. I'm not going to the office. You come to me because I could stay safe in my home. Um, so I started working with him and changed my diet, started taking supplements. And I did that for about a year and a half. And I was still having flare-ups and migraines and all my symptoms. And now I'm going, okay. I called him and I said, I need to take a break. I think it was July summertime. I said, I need a break. I need a break from all of it. I keep doing this every month. I'm, I, my diet has to was so strict that I'm only eating the same. Yeah, there's a lot of people in that boat where yeah. they're, maybe they are getting some results managing, but the, the restriction is so intense that it, there's fatigue from just following that regime that it becomes like, oh my gosh, the medicine is just as bad as a disease. I'm exhausted trying to, yeah, I was to, exhausted. to do this. And I was on the, eating the same five things every day. So, and I really wasn't much better, maybe a little bit, but nothing where I was like, oh, this is working. But I was also still in the space of, I'm going to him because he's going to fix me. He's going to cure me. I'm going to seek out this program. That's going to fix me. That's going to cure me. Escape. So, escape. Yeah. Yeah. Like outsourcing your power. I'm powerless, but this person has my answer. Yeah. Like one of the things we talked about that's moving in the collective is um, how did we word it? Like, the expectations, you'll be my person, you won't let me down, versus what we're doing in this work is pointing you to your self-authority and pointing you to the, the power that is within you. It's just locked up in there where you can unlock that and access that. So until we do that, even just 2% more, we can't really have real change. Yeah, and I, I didn't even know I had power at the time. My power was always in a doctor or a medication practitioner, naturopath, you name it. I tried it. And I, I was grasping and constantly emailing my doctor. Of, I feel this, I feel this for reassurance that I'm going to be okay. I yeah. just wanted reassurance and somebody to let me know I'm going to help you. So if somebody said that, oh my God, okay, then you're my person. Yeah. <laughs> And help me fix me, make this go away because I didn't want to live with it anymore. I didn't yeah, want to carry yeah, it. Yeah, and I feel so powerless. I'm so convinced of my own powerlessness that I'm gonna maybe grasp. Yeah. And then he he said, Well, there's a doctor in my office who does energy healing. And I think this might be the missing piece for you. And of course I'm like, Yeah, well, I've tried everything else. Well, let me try that. <laughs> But I was still in the, well, let me, I'll try anything and everything. So, okay, sure. That sounds great. Sign me up for that. And he said, well, you know, we had to have a phone call consultation. And I can't remember what you asked me, but you had asked me something about my creativity. And I'd let you know that I was an artist and I create all these pieces. And you were like, yes, like just from talking to you, you're like, you're a fit. Come on in. But I had, to, I had to come to the office. So I was like, oh my God, I have to like get there. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, okay, life is calling you to, to do this. So do it. So I came and met you. And I think in the first five minutes, 
like you read my mind. You knew exactly what I was thinking, feeling, and I was blown away. I was like, how does she know? How does she know? <laughs> yeah, and someone in Facebook is saying, this is amazing. You're speaking my story. I'm new to this community. I've not heard anyone say these things. So hopeful. So, which is kind of like a big part of why I've had you come in with this embracing health group and assist with our next group going through, which is starting tomorrow, yeah. because you brought this extra layer of that component of how you walked the journey, how you moved through the journey and the densities you met and that hopelessness, despair, it's yeah. impossible victimhood where so many people are residing right now and don't know how do I get beyond that? And this really bridges, even just for you sharing your story, there's an energy that we feel and it bridges that space within us that we can begin to transcend that gap as well. Yeah. But, yeah. but I want you to continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after our first session, I walked away going, oh, she gets me. All these other doctors are saying, you know, they want to put a Band-Aid on the solution and on the symptom. But she actually got here. She felt me and, and knew where I was coming from. So I had another private session with you. Um, which was, again, amazing, which I recommend if anyone <laughs> is thinking or even in the Embracing Health to have that one-on-one -on -one time. Because you we do in the, in the group yeah. have that in the Embracing Health, that people will have one-on-one -on -one interaction with me throughout the year yeah. in the group calls. And, and it, it is very powerful. And I know for like everybody in the program, like what one person can move mm -hmm. It applies to everyone. Like it's universal that everyone in the collective of victimhood, whether it's like I have Lyme disease, I have fibromyalgia, I have Hashimoto's, I have chronic fatigue. It's the same energy because people have asked, how can it heal? I have 10 different diseases. How can I heal all of them? Is this too good to be true? It's the resonance we're functioning from, mm -hmm. the consciousness of I'm powerless. I can't do this. I'm. It's hopeless. That actually affects us cellularly and has certain patterns show up. And then Lyme is very common when I feel powerless, but let me fight. Let me overcome. Let me keep going. I'm not going to let it get me down. And then the chronic fatigue pro, uh, pattern develops. And that is a great host environment for the spirochete, which is also a resonance mm. frequency that is Lyme, that creates Lyme disease. So these are not random occurrences that like this chronic fatigue happened to me or Hashimoto's happened to me or MS happened to me. They're actually specific to where we're resonating within, but usually it's so unconscious. Mm. We're like, I'm trying so hard. Are you telling me it's my fault? Like we make ourselves wrong, which is actually part of the disease. And then um, we can't open to the receptivity and insight that lets the shift happen. So when people have, even in, in just a few minutes in that one-on-one -on -one interaction, we can look and see so much and you'll see it. Like it will resonate like, oh my God, that's exactly what's happening in here. But I didn't have words for it. That calls out these energies and lets them release. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, okay, so how many people are in the program? We have space for 200 in the way that it's designed. We have around 100 who are in the program, um, in the active active program to be on those calls. Um, and there's space for, for more, certainly. Um, and like I said, you, even just the audios, if you can't be there live, listening to these transmutations, it's a transmutation of consciousness. We're not treating the disease we're treating what is the underlying frequency that makes this disease take place. That's why it's so powerfully, like a, a, a powerfully allows an opening for health to be restored in your system. Your body knows how to heal itself, but it can't do that if you're functioning from, um, I'm too scared, I'm afraid, I'm judging myself, I'm, I'm not good enough. Uh, life is hopeless. I'll never make it. Uh, you know, all, it's unconscious, but that's what actually lives in the body that creates like all of this, all of these diff seemingly different disease processes. Um, Heidi said, does one have to have a computer to join the EH group? I only have an iPhone and an iPad. If you can access uh, the Zoom meetings, they're on Zoom. 
which you can do through an iPhone, no problem, or an iPad. Um, and then the, the community is in Facebook. So that's, you can, if you don't have an account, you can set up a account with a pseudonym so you can communicate and ask questions as well in there. You don't have to have a full-fledged computer. Um, and then there are videos that guide you through some of the integrations of how you work with your body. You can access those through your iPhone as well and your iPad. Um, and I know there's like a lot of other questions. Brian said, my wife, Kim, starts tomorrow in the EH program, the Embracing Health program. I'm so hopeful and excited for her healing journey. Beautiful. Thank you for being here, Brian. Um, the, the link, by the way, is at drkimd.com forward slash health, where you can go for information or um, to register. And someone's saying, I'd love you to speak more on agoraphobia. So We'll see what we can touch on here as well. But I do, I want you to continue. This is like the pinnacle moment, Jess, of yeah. you open to this new possibility and what happened. I was, and, and even in choosing you, I have to say what, what helped me choose working with you prior to that first consultation was that you were an MD. So for me, I thought she has the best of both worlds. She's going to get the actual physical illness part of this and she's gonna get whatever I'm holding on to this other part because I couldn't let go of this illness I was holding on to it and I didn't I couldn't understand why 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 was I as much as in my mind I told myself I want but I want to be better I'm ready to let this go but there was still a part of me that was fearful to get well so I was still wanting to that became my identity. So I didn't know who I was going to be without Lyme disease. Well, that's one of the things that's come up in the group too, is who will I be without this illness? Who will I be when I'm free? Or one person even asked, what if this awakening has me like choose different relationships, no longer able to do the work I'm doing. And, and it's scary, right? But scary. my yeah. response was that um, everything that nurtures you and feeds you, like you'll have the support to let in the gifts to let in the support, to let things fall away that aren't serving you. And it's not the like giant leap of faith over this massive crevice that you think it's going to be because life is usually much more generous and compassionate with us. If we can receive the grace and the ease, we'll have the clarity and we'll have the assistance and life will work out smoothly, even if some things do get rearranged. Yeah. And it was a process. So it's not something that happened overnight where I'm just this new person and I wake up and I don't recognize myself. It was a process of, okay, I, I'm choosing this. You, you requested or asked me if I wanted to join Embracing Health at the time. And I, I want to say this was even six years ago, maybe now. And I thought, okay, I don't really have the money for this. <laughs> I'm not working. My husband's you know, we're just starting out. Our children are very small. And, but something just said yes and choose it. I put it on a credit card and I said, I'll, I'll deal with that later. And let me just choose this because this, the way it just felt in my body was this is a different approach than anything I have ever done. So, and for me, it didn't require medication. It didn't require supplements. It didn't require me taking anything. So that felt like a yes to me. So, okay. So I come into embracing health and I was eager, like, let me learn as much as I can. Let me understand this as much as I can. Let me be on, let me raise my hand on every single call so I can talk to you. I wanted to like a sponge, soak it all in and take it all in, take it in, take it in. So I did that, but I was still in my mind of you're going to fix me. So after month one, I'm like, well, I'm not better now. So Hmm. Okay. What's going on here? Why isn't she fixing me? <laughs> and month two, and I'm, I'm understanding it. And okay, I see what she's saying. And I don't remember what month it was, but I was starting to get a migraine. And this is, I would have chronic migraines three weeks out of four every month that just put me in a dark room in bed, couldn't really function. And I started to get one. And I, I remember vividly being in my living room and it started to come on. And normally I'd immediately go into, 
fear. Oh my God, here it comes. I'm going to be in bed for seven days. I have to cancel all my whatever I had coming up that week. I'm going to, and migraines for me cause severe anxiety. They went hand in hand. So now I'm having severe anxiety. I was afraid to be alone for years and years and years and years. So I always had to have somebody near me or around me because I was not, I didn't feel safe by myself because I didn't trust my body. So that's where the agoraphobia came in. I was afraid to leave the house. I was afraid to be alone. So I had a great support system, but it was a full-time support system. And during, I had it even during doing the program. And when that migraine started to come up, I stopped, I took a breath and I went, it's okay. Welcome it. You would always say, welcome it, send it love. And I'm like, send it love. I don't, why, why would I love pain, a migraine? Why would I love sickness? So, but you were teaching, send it love. Okay, well, I'm going to try that. And I'd stop. Okay, you're welcome. Come on up. Come on, migraine. I'm sending you love. I love you. I love you. I love you. And by the end of the day or a few hours later, it dissipated and went away. Hmm. And that was my first moment of, oh, okay, there's something, there's something here. There's something Integrating here. it, practicing it at yeah. a deep level. It went in. It went in. And I finally, like, the light bulb went off and I'm Oh, thank you. <laughs> the light bulb went off and I went, okay, keep doing this, keep practicing. So when a flare-up would come in, oh, I'd be in fear because I didn't know if it was going to last three days or three years. So I'd immediately go into fear of, I don't know what where this is going, but okay, can I just breathe in? Can I welcome it, welcome it, welcome it? And I thank it, thank it, thank it. And I just continued to practice this. And over time, oh, well, the migraines are getting less and less. And it's not even something I woke up and just noticed. It was as I continued to live my life, I would notice, oh, I just went a whole week and I didn't have symptoms. Huh, okay. I was very aware. It's a deep cellular integration where people might understand this and go, okay, so I'll just, I love you. I love you. But they're not at a deep enough level that can communicate a new cellular message because where the grief or the self-hate or the judgment will reside in the system, it's so deep in the cellular messaging. It's in the DNA. How do we open to get to that depth so we can allow a rewrite, so we can allow the depth of that I embrace this as it is. I embrace myself fully. It's okay to have my experience to actually create a cellular change, a physiological change, a DNA change. That is kind of the, the, the potency of this work and of the embracing health program is that, you know, as you sat with it month by month, Mm -hmm. you let something in at such a deep level. And the system will often say like, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening as so much is actually happening. Yeah. Because we're focused only on the outer mm-hmm. and that's like, you know, the little bud that's beneath the ground. And if you keep watering it, watering it, watering it, you're going to see that fruition in the physical material, but it is already happening in the deeper, in the energetic, which is yeah. kind of where I bring people to is like, you're actually going to become more sensitively aware more deeply um, present to what's going on in your body, not less, not let's check out and medicate it, but let's actually presence this, get curious what's here so that it can resolve. Yeah. And I know a question came up about being overly sensitive to what's going on in the body. And and I had asked this question when I first- And someone's asked that too, Jess, up here. Um, I- what did they ask? I just want to bring this up because it was a good question that came up. Um, can I be more sensitized? I'm overly sensitized. Mm-hmm. Medical PTSD. We keep just noticing, we keep making up more diagnostic terms, <laughs> which don't really serve a purpose because it doesn't mean we understand what to do or we understand what's happening. It just means, oh, here's your term. Like, you know, hey, you have Kim... Kim syndrome, you have Jessica syndrome. It's so specific and unique to you and so not understood 
in the conventional model that a lot of these diagnostic terms are so useless. They don't necessarily mean anything about why you have these symptoms and they don't necessarily mean anything about what we can do to help you or what will work for you. But it does give people this sense of like, I have blah, 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 blah. And then it's like this thing that's Mm -hmm. like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm saddled with that. I've got to fight because in the medical model we've been in is, fight disease, mm-hmm. fight the pain. So I really um, have compassion for like, well, I have medical PTSD right now. My system's all flared up. And I understand exactly what you're talking about, right? Your system's going to be sending these signals. Yeah. But if we shift the conversation, it will send different signals. So she asked in this healing approach where awareness of the body is a major tool, can you release too much energy all at once? So hypersensitized to every bodily sensation. And and when we're hypersensitized in the fear consciousness, this is the syndrome that shows up. Everything I was aware of in my body. Oh, no, no. The pain's back. Oh, no. Will this happen? Or, oh, God, I'm so tired. Oh, my God. I hope I don't collapse. So it's awareness in the consciousness of love versus awareness in the consciousness of fear that truly is the medicine. But what would you say as as you were going with this? Can I be too sensitized? Can I let too much come up? Well, that you just hit the nail on the head because I would wake up and check in with my body in fear. So I would wake up whatever time I woke up within a minute what's going on? Oh my God, I have a headache. Oh my God, my stomach. Oh my God, whatever was going on. It was fear, 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 fear. And when I started to meet what was going on with compassion and love and not fear, oh my God, that just changed everything. Cause I was in fear 24 seven, white knuckling my way through the day, just trying to muster enough energy to get through the day. And it was all fear-based fear, fear, fear. That's all I knew I had only lived in fear for decades now. I didn't know any other way. So when I could start to meet, okay, well, you have a headache coming on. Well, can you meet that with love and send it love, even anxiety. So anxiety would come in and I go, I would used to push it away. Well, I, anxiety is not my friend. I hate it. I never had it before. I shouldn't have it now. I got better. It went away. Why is it back? And I made myself wrong and it was my fault. And, you know, I, I used to, I started exercising when, during those three years where I, where I stayed healthy and then I stopped and my relapse came around the same time. So I blamed myself. Well, if I didn't quit the gym, if I just kept exercising, it would, none of this would have happened. So I would beat myself oh, up yeah. being sick again. So everything was just really it was, I just lived in fear of everything. And when I could start to meet that fear, really, really meet that fear and become friends with the fear, <laughs> which is what I say all the time. I said, I, I had to hold fear's hand and say, okay, you can come with me, come with me. I'm going to attempt to go to the store today. And there's a long line. Okay. We're going to, we're going to, you're going to come with me and we'll stand in line together mm-hmm. rather than no, you're, I don't want you near me. So I'm just not, I'm just going to avoid and not do that because I don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I started to welcome it in. And when I started to, to do that, it really, it, it was a process and a journey, but it really started to just fall away. And then the migraines fell away. The stomach gut issues fell away. All of it fell away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and someone's talking about literally the last four years have been just me scanning my body over and over, yeah. scanning my symptoms. That's it. What could they be? What's going on? What do I have? I don't even remember what it feels mm-hmm. like not to think about my health nonstop. That's yeah. the fear body scan. That's it. That's the fear scan. And what's it from? It's from, I got to protect. I got to protect. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. What do I got to do? Control. And that's what creates. I mean, I know that was true for me with the autoimmune illness I had and chronic fatigue and severe rheumatoid. That was exactly what created my symptoms. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, I understand self-healing. I've got to, I got to unwind this. What do I do? I've got to change this. And that just created, it made everything worse. So to actually like connect with the space that lets me receive a restoration versus trying to give it to myself was like a whole turnaround. Yeah. Being in control was how I Being in control, which is what this person's in. I need to be in control because I'm not okay. 
someone has shared so beautifully. Um, I've already noticed some subtle shifts in starting the chronic fatigue program. And I joined Embracing Health, looking forward to understanding this more and loving and nurturing myself to shift my awareness. I'm excited, but scared too. Wanting to do the one-on-one -on -one with you in the group, but scared and ashamed to be seen. Jessica, mm -hmm. you rock. <laughs> you know, why don't we speak to that too? Like these are Zoom calls. Of course you can go with your video turned off, but there is the opportunity to come forward with your video on, connect with others, see them interact in a, in a deeper way. I know that's scary for a lot of people that was scared to death for you before. Yes. And you've had to move through that, which you've done so beautifully. Yeah, it was scary. Uh, when we when I did Embracing Health, it was on the phone. So it wasn't we didn't even have Zoom yet to do to do these calls. And when even when you asked me to do the inter first interview, I was like, and you know, anxiety came up. Oh my God, I'm, people are going to watch this and see me. And but I mean, I can't highly recommend enough the one-on-one -on -one sessions. So if they're brave enough to do it, do it. <laughs> they can do it with the video off, right? I yeah. mean, hey, do what you got. Yeah. Um, and you, but you're still, there's a transparency there of even letting it be seen like, wow, I feel really scared. Wow. I've felt not good enough my whole life or wow, whatever might come forward. And you can go really gentle with yourself, but just, just the act of sharing that not only with yourself, but with the community is the catharsis your body really needs because it's when we hold it as an inadequacy, as a, I can't let this out. Mm -hmm. And we comply with our fear that we hold ourselves hostage. So we either live in compliance with our fear and we're obedient and we actually don't feel the fear, but it's toxic or we live, I'm going to share anyway, I'm going to choose fluidity anyway. I'm going to choose what's cathartic. And then we feel the fear, but it moves through and we're free. And because your cellular body is what's creating the circumstances and conditions of your life, your money, your work, your relationships, your health, that's your result. That's your manifestation. It, it, it So it kind of requires us to like meet the fear because as the energy comes up and it's no longer suppressed, that's when it comes out will you walk through that hallway, so to speak, of like the 10 seconds or the 10 minutes of like, whoa, this is intense. I've mm -hmm. suppressed it my whole life, but now that I've taken off the lid, wow. And how I breathe through that moment and how I just physically relax my body through that moment is going to let the energy release even more rapidly, but it takes courage. How do I access that courage? Mm -hmm. It takes willingness. Where do I find the willingness? It takes, um, acceptance, which is not resignation. Where do I find, how do I, you know, do this? And I think with, with what I'm doing in the work is, is powerful. And I think what you're adding with that component of the journey, you know, it's a bridge so for so many more people to access this and, and make that shift to make that quantum leap. Um, yeah. It's more powerful than it's ever been before. Yeah. And I think you, you worked with people who, due to spiritual abuse and distortions, believe they can't do this, that it's wrong. Hell yes. Uh, that's like one of the most prevalent things in the system. I'm sure you felt that, though, like for so much of it. Yeah, absolutely. I can't make it. I can't do it, especially yeah. in your system with like, I've already tried everything. This yeah. won't work. This won't work. I was willing to try, but, and I had hope that it would work, but I don't know if I even truly believed it when I first came in. I think it was like, okay, well, try this, try this too. <laughs> Why not try everything? <laughs> don't, you know, don't give up. Don't do nothing. If you do nothing, you'll die. If you surrender, you'll die. That was what was going to happen if I gave it all up. So I had to be doing something. Yeah. If I Which is that the escape yeah. route, the escape actions, the escape energy is what creates the symptoms and the disease. Like Karen is asking what keeps you from going the stores. My legs are so fatigued and exhausted for the rest of the day and choose to go with the fear anyway. But what you'll actually do is what's the energy underneath it. There's always energy. If, if symptoms are chronic 
and not getting better no matter what we do. There's always an emotional or beliefs. There's energy underneath it that keeps that in place. So yeah. when we let ourselves have the experience more fully, instead of we got to suppress it, we got to suppress it, more of the energy will come up, more of the fear will come up, more of the awareness of like, oh, these are the beliefs I'm holding will come to conscious awareness because it's moving out of the system. Like if you imagine the cells like holding it in and now they're opening up, they're going to let in a new program, but they got to let that old one release. Yeah. Do you want to speak to like what that may have been like in any instances for you? Yeah. And I, I, even to that comment, it, for me, it wasn't, okay, come on fear. Let's go. You're my friend. And we're going to just go do whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. So maybe today I get to the store and maybe I go at a certain, I still had control. I go at a certain time where I know it won't be busy because then there won't be a long line. Because if there's a long line, I'm going to have anxiety. It was all the beliefs I was carrying that I can't do it if it looked a certain way. So I had to control it to be the way I needed it to be to make it more comfortable for me. Yeah. And so it just became a practice of go and do it, go and do it with fear, but meet the fear. Don't fight what's what's actually going on in, in my body because I fought it for so long and it just, I'm still staying sick and the anxiety is getting louder and louder and louder. Well, it wants to come out. It wants to be seen. And it, and as more I suppress it, suppress it, it's just going to get louder and louder and I'll have a panic attack, which I would do. I would have panic attacks in my sleep that woke me up well, from a dead sleep and I'd wake up and immediately thought I'm, I'm dying here. And those stopped because the last, when they would come up, I could stop and breathe and go, no, you're not dying. Okay. Anxiety and panic is coming up. Well, you've suppressed it all day. It's going to come up while you're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's going to find its way out here. So, yeah. okay. Can you meet this here? Can you sit with it? Can you lay with it? And, and, so everything was a practice of, and, and it wasn't a journey that ended. So I, I want to say that too. It's, well, things are still going to come up in my life that are going to ask me to meet where they are. It's not like I reached this pinnacle and everything's perfect in my life. And there's, you know, I just go on and skip through life. <laughs> it's like, things are still going to come up and I'm going to get anxious and that's going to come up, but can I meet it in a new way? And I can meet it where it doesn't need to stay. I can just let it move through and let joy move through and let fear move through. Um, and really whatever I'm feeling, allow that to come up and move through me so that it doesn't get suppressed or just stay in my body. And, and I started to notice too, that if I was in a state of stress, if I had a, something I thought I had to go to, uh, my daughter's gymnastics meet two hours away or whatever it may be that was calling for me to step into my power. It would bring up so much fear to the point where I would make myself sick and, oh, well, I can't, the day would come and they, my daughters would say, every time there's a big event, every time there's something to do, you're always too sick to do it because I would be like this in the days leading up to it, that I would make my, I have a stomach, I couldn't leave the house. I'd have a migraine now, I couldn't. And I started to correlate, oh, that state of being in the, mm -hmm. in the stress is actually causing the symptoms and not the other way around. It wasn't mm -hmm. having symptoms causing this. It was, I'm in a stress state and I'm causing symptoms. So when I could start to meet in, in realize that is what was happening. Okay. Then maybe I can meet this in a new way. And, and it's dramatically changed your relationship with your, you have yeah. those beautiful young girls yeah. and they feel it, you know, they feel where you are now yeah, versus where you were living then. And everything we do impacts our kids, impacts everyone around us, Yeah, but it's huge how it impacts our kids. And then it will show up in our kids as like an anxiety disorder, a behavioral disorder, an eating disorder, a learning disorder. And we don't realize like, why are their energy systems not functioning harmonically, harmoniously? Yeah. Oh, what's going on in me yeah. that is creating that? I actually want to um, bring
bring this one question that Trish is saying, did you get triggered by listening to other people's stories in EH? This is such a great question because when yeah. we're in duality, the story, oh my God, that's devastating. That's terrible. <gasps> and then it triggers all the stuff I'm unconscious of in me, yeah. which is actually what's inviting me to, to you know, yeah. to transmute. But uh, I would love you to speak to this because I think a lot of people are in you know, support groups for rheumatoid or fill in the blank, chronic fatigue. And it's a very, very different environment than what we've created in the mind-body community and certainly in the embracing health community. Yeah, I think when I first started, I was triggered um, for what was coming up or if they were in where the densities or there were in a space that I was in when I was in that dark space, it like brought me immediately back to that time. And, well, I don't want to think about that deal. No, 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 no. I'm past that. I don't want to even think about going back there. So that did happen in the beginning. Um, but as I went through it and I could really meet their journey with love and compassion for what I have been through, it, it just changed the space around how I heard their stories. It wasn't that I had to go back to my own, <gasps> I'm back in fear and anxiety of, oh my God, this happened, this could happen again. I could hear their story and really empathize and send them compassion and love because I had been where they have been. And I can understand fully exactly where they were. And knowing that being on the other side of it what is possible <laughs> so i almost see now when they're in that space of oh i just want to hold their hand because so much is possible for them coming into this. and you learn to have compassion for those spaces in you that you didn't want to meet that you wanted to keep rejecting but those yeah. are parts of you coming up to be loved those are parts yeah. of you coming yeah. up for you to be more whole not can I get better at avoiding this? Oh my God, I, I was already good at avoiding this. Let me just stay away from their story. Yeah. No, how can I welcome in everything that arises for me so the energy can transmute and it's no longer part of my frequency. It's no longer part of my system that I carry that. Met says, you're, Met Louise, you're such an inspiration. I know so many people are really deeply, deeply um embracing this and, and appreciating this. Uh, someone in Facebook said the doctor of your future will be oneself, Dr. Albert Schweitzer, which is really profound when you understand that. How can I be the medicine for what's arising in me? And that's really what the Embracing Health program is set up to create is that you find that space in you that is your strength, that is your resilience, that is your unconditional um, grounded, loving presence. So you move through all energies in the world with grace and ease and strength and resilience and health and vitality. And of course, like express all of what you're here to be. It's not just about just get my pain gone and I'll be okay. It's like, wait a minute, what do I actually want? I want to live fully. I want to live freely. I want to live totally expressed and be connected with what that means and who that is in me that has me become more fully alive. Um, you know, I know for me, like I started singing recently and it's been such an amazing journey of like profound, profound joy because there's ex this expression that comes through. I didn't even know she was in there. So it's even, you know, more expanding and expanding every year. I know for you with that creativity and, and now you're doing your art and you're yeah. in some shops and it's like a whole different level of what your life can be. Yeah, that was a dream of mine to get my art in a shop in Rockport, my favorite town in Massachusetts that I just hope to retire and live out my days on the beach there. Um, and it just happened. I walked into a store last summer with my art and said, I'd love to put this in your store. She took it out of my hand, put it up on a shelf. And she's like, there you go. Like no. two seconds, no appointment, no nothing. I just walked in and she was like, and now I have like 10 pieces in her store. So it's just a different part Amazing. of me. That, yeah. And, and it helped me too, along my journey of healing, having an outlet that wasn't just focused on health and health and health and sickness and illness. It was something else that 
yeah, just allowed me to release whatever yeah. was in me. And, and the agoraphobia is when I, I'm afraid to go out into the world. I've got to stay in my house because it's the only place that's safe. So it's literally, it's like an electric fence on the house where your system literally goes into total fight, flight, freeze that you can't even, some people move. You cannot, it's terror beyond imagination if you were to go beyond that boundary. Now that's, you know, fear of leaving your house, but this comes up in many, many ways with just oh, no, no, I can't let myself be seen or, oh, no, 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 I can't leave that job I hate or, oh, no, 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 I can't ask for what I need in a relationship. It's the same electric fence with the cellular programming that has your system go <gasps> around that choice. So yeah. to go and express yourself fully, oh, no, 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 I can't let myself know my wisdom. It could be the subtlest thing, but it puts on the brakes in your system and the, the cellular triggers go off and puts you into the panic fight or flight because that's the programming. How do I live beyond the programming so my system can be free and resilient and expressed even beyond those boundaries of what the fear says is possible? We have another question I thought was great, Maureen. Can, how do we love ourselves if the pain does not go away? Which is like that. There's a video I put right up front in the welcome series in the Embracing Health program exactly about this. Like when we're looking at the physical circumstance that's unwanted, our energy alignment is in a very different electromagnetic space. It's it's clamped down. It's conditional. Then when I put my energy and attention on, I love myself unconditionally. It's okay to have my experience. So these send very different cellular messages to the body that create a very different response. So it's like, if I'm doing this to make my pain go away, I'm actually tensing the system. If I'm doing this to love myself more fully, I'm actually expanding the system which is what makes the pain or illness go away. But that's the piece. I think that's the massive missing link with so many programs for like EFT, which we use a lot in the program or programs for self-help or healing or blah, 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 blah. Is that if I'm doing this to make the, pro the problem go away, I'm doing this to fix my Hashimoto's, I'm doing this to avoid and fix the MS, fill in the blank. It's always going to be limited. Yeah. It's always going to be limited. And if I'm doing this, that I will embrace the truth of I am, I love myself fully and I, I allow ease just 2% more ease, mm -hmm. even if there's some pain, even if I'm still self-sabotaging, even if I don't believe a word she's saying, <laughs> it's a little less conditional. It's exponential healing that happens in the body. Oh, sweet girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you guys for, for joining me. Yeah, marriage, marriage jam says really. So I have another diagnosis. <laughs> it just keeps like we either fear yeah. everything or we fear nothing. Someone said, Oh my God, I, I want to be, oh, where did it go? I'm an artist too. Aww. That's my dream to get my business off the ground, providing held through art, healing through art, oh, yeah. which is, you know, for you, it, happened as a result of the alignment you were in. You didn't yeah. go out and be like, I'm going to cure my Lyme. I'm going to do this business. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get my art out there. That couldn't have happened. You know, yeah. it's like the world will close down to you. Yeah. But when you open to yourself, be just, the medicine you're looking for, yeah. it's all available. Yeah, just happened. So, do, you, do you have a last piece you want to leave people with who may be thinking like, wow, this may be for me. Do I take that step? What, what, why would I do this? Or I don't know how it's possible or what would you maybe leave? Yeah. To? If you're thinking about doing embracing health or even one of the other programs or just coming into this work um, and starting with the videos, it, it changed everything I knew about how I was healing and how I was going about healing, which changed my life completely to where I was, to where I am now. It is incredibly powerful. I wouldn't be here without Dr. Kim and learning what she has to offer and share. It, it's, it's beyond powerful. It just has changed my life. I wish I could even put it into words how powerful this work has been for me 
and for how I was doing my life and not just in health, but my entire life. <laughs> so it changed everything about all aspects of my life, my relationship, which is a whole, a whole nother segment, but <laughs> um, <laughs> children and just all of it. So it not only changed my health, but it changed everything for me. And it's just brought me peace. It's brought me joy and abundance beyond what I even could have imagined for myself. <sighs> These weren't even things that I thought possible. So yeah, to be where I am today is, is unbelievable. Well, thank you for being here. And, and Jess is going to be assisting in the program as well. So you'll be able to communicate with her and receive from her and um, just really uh, like allow in that same resonance in you because the body also has the mirror neuron effect where our system takes in the consciousness and the alignment of those that we're around, of what we're focusing on. And we've seen this even at the DNA level, like epigenetics, where we look at what impacts the DNA, what has the DNA express health or not express disease is part of this mirror neuron effect of who are we entraining ourselves to, that we can actually borrow that consciousness of someone who has walked the journey to let our system begin to pick up on that transmission, pick up on that transmutation, pick up on that new alignment. So I think it's really amazing that we're doing this extraordinary work in medicine where this technology and this science of the mirror neuron effect of epigenetics of um, self-healing is really being brought to the forefront, to the mainstream, something that anyone can access to begin to live it in your own body now and let yourself awaken to what you're really here to be. Yeah. Thank you, Jessica. You're yeah. so beautiful. I hope you're receiving yeah. all of these awesome, awesome comments from our, our, our membership and our community. Uh, I love you guys so much. <laughs> well done. Thank you. All right, everyone. We'll be here each week live from Mind Body TV, 11 a.m. Mountain Time. The Embracing Health program is open now for one more day um, to be in this new group. It's at drkimd.com forward slash health. I've shared the link here as well. And any way you participate in our community is awesome. We're free, you know, for every other broadcast we do each week. You want to receive at that level. If you want to join and work with me live, this is another opportunity for you. So receive to your heart's content. Follow what's true for you. Welcome the universe abundantly yeah. to contribute to you. And we'll see you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. For a special download to assist with integrating this work, go to drkimd.com forward slash podcast.